you want to figure out how can I go out there in the world and feel quote unquote normal. I had the privilege of meeting incredible people that you would really only meet by chance. There's a lot of places on this planet that have humbled the shit out of me. I think the thing that makes you unique and different is the thing that's going to position you for success. I don't shine if you don't shine. I was glowing. You were truly in my damn homeland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to On She Goes, the podcast, episode seven. We're still in quarantine and doing a remote recording with two very special guests. DJ C. Devone, DJ, event curator, and podcast host of Music Men in My Mental. And we also have Sony with an I, DJ, recording artist, and producer. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, excited to be on the show today in this quarantine streets, you know? Yeah, it's definitely wild right now. We were just talking about keeping up the beauty regimen during this time. It's important Mm. because you do it for yourself. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) I mean, it's important. (laughs) You got to take care of yourself regardless. I feel like that's going to be the next thing, how to maintain your beauty in this situation. I wonder if any hairstylists are doing like tutorials on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that has to happen. It's going to be a lot of at-home kits for sure. I know even for myself, I'm like thinking of ways to like always infiltrate and do something where people can do things at home. I have all these items left over from gift bags and I'm like, you know what? Why don't I give them out to people so they can have a more in-home experience? So yeah, it's the way to go. People are going to be doing their own nails, hair, cooking. All of the above. Listen, yes. I'm actually sick of my own cooking at this point. Oh, I'm so not. I'm so not. This weekend, we're going to fully chow in our heads, <laughs> and I got all the copycat recipes. I lied to you not. I am literally making salt and pepper lobster tails, chicken satay, everything. I bring out the white linen. I wish everything. I was quarantined so with fun. you. Oh, my God. That's so great. I'm doing all the cooking, and I love my cooking, but I'm just like, I want somebody else's food. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so let's get started. First... Can you guys introduce yourselves a little bit? Tell us how you got started in the DJ game. I guess I'll start. Uh, yeah, so uh, I start. It's Sony, by the way. I started when um, I started working for a record label, and um, that transpired into, you know, I was underage. I couldn't get into nightclubs, so I started um, promoting in order for me to get into the nightclubs, which also ended up. You know, um, I ended up creating and developing a lot of relationships along the way, Uh, a lot of networking. And from there, it was just like I was in two singing groups (laughs) and uh, developing my own skills as as a singer, songwriter, never even thought of DJing at all. That was like far from my brain. And then when um, after working with a few producers and a few DJs, and then um, actually getting into an, a relationship with a DJ, it was around me all the time, nonstop. You know, instead of it being a part-time thing, or maybe eighty percent of the time I'm 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 in music, um, where I go home and I have another life when I'm home. All of a sudden, I'm bringing it home. So. Um, it got to the point where I was tired of hearing people 
do like I would go out and 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 I guess my ears are spoiled from being around a lot of um, legends and greats that I would go to places and hear people DJ, and I would cringe at some of the blends and the mixes, and I'm like, why? And um, I'm in the car with my mother one day, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself and buy, buy Serato because now that you don't have to walk around carrying crates anymore because they're so heavy, it's dead weight. Um, why not? Why not just do that? I already have the equipment in my house since I was living with the DJ. So, <laughs> um, my mom went and gifted it to me. I didn't buy it for myself, and she, from her eavesdropping, <laughs> my conversation, she ended up gifting me with the Serato. So once she did that, that kind of pushed me forward. You know, I was like, oh, my mom got this for me. Are you kidding me? There's no way I could let her down. Now I really have to. I have to do it, and 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 that's what it was. And I started throwing my own parties, and then people started hiring me from there. And like I said, with the relationships and people knowing me from being either a tour uh, a tour manager or the singer, now it's like, oh, they're intrigued. The you know all the affiliations. They're like, well, we want to hear how she DJs, which is also a, a it can be a, a good and a bad that comes with a good and a bad as well, you know. But um, especially being female. Yeah. So what was the time period between when you started, when you first started to when you felt like, okay, I'm actually doing this? Uh, I still don't feel like I'm where I should be, to be honest. Like it's. And she's being very modest today. I don't know what she's on today. Like she's not even, she's keeping all the names. She's keeping all the tours. She's being, this is why I don't like you on podcasts, you know, because you be trying to be cute. And the reality yeah. is, like, she's been working. She's been putting in the work for many, many years, working with huge artists or with big artists. And, of course, no one ever thinks they're where they're supposed to be. Even when you get to the top, it's like, what more can I do? But, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> being mean to her right now because we're like sisters. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I can honestly say that I got to where I am right now because of all the work I put in and because of of me being resilient. Like there's plenty of times where I've been um, discouraged, you know, I'm human. There's plenty of times where I'm like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. So does that mean I should give up? I could never live my life without music and being involved with music. And that I've come to terms with because there's times where like, I can be frustrated with the politics of it. And then there could be times where I'm, you know, maybe I have writer's block or the music is is not inspiring me as far as like some of the new stuff that comes out. But you find ways of constantly like, I guess, reinventing or um, finding inspiration in, in either other people, friends, or what you're personally experiencing or like what's going on in your environment. Yeah, for sure. Crystal, how about you? How did you get started? I mean, I know your story because I used to live with you, but tell the listeners how you got started. You know, I decided I'm just going to start switching it up from time to time just to keep things spicy, you know? But uh, (laughs) no, it was the same thing. You know, performing, I was singing. And to be honest, the real story was I just was, you know, I loved music so much. I was paying, you know, working a corporate event job, and I was paying for all these musicians to be in my band. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is like I'm passionate about it, but I'm not making money because it takes a lot to make money with music. You have to be so resilient. You have to just keep wanting to perform no matter what. And with that being said, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. 
I wanted live musicians. I was all about, I never could find the right producers to work with me. So I was paying to really, from scratch, I would get a guitar and I would go, this is how it would go. What key is that? Nope, not it, not that, not that. I would write my song from scratch. Then I got to pay you $100 because you're the friend. Then I got to pay you another $100. So I was paying all this money and even a long time ago, I did this whole studio performance with live instruments. And it's like the one thing that still makes me happy, but at the same time, you know, the guy who I was with at the time was like, I think you'd be a really good DJ. And I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. I got my first $100 and I said, excuse me, where do I sign up for this? I'm out. Listen, give me, I don't have to pay anyone else all my $100. And then I, I like really enjoyed music. I always enjoyed like random music. I, even when I was like 10, 12, I used to listen to Madonna. I'm from the South Bronx. I used to listen to such weird, different music, you know, so it was so easy to start DJing that I was like, you know what, this makes sense. And I was taught by someone who really liked to teach, which is a really good lesson. I think a lot of why some DJs are not as good is because they're they're very self-taught. But the reality is you have to learn so many mistakes mm -hmm. and the way you learn a lot of more mistakes is by someone who's already been through it. So um, I had a really good teacher. It wasn't a good time where there weren't that many. And, you know, you can make a lane for yourself. It wasn't as saturated. And you can make good money, you know. And you and you love doing it. You love showing up and just kicking and kicking guys' ass. I think that was really a motivating force. Like, you know what? Oh, she's so cute. And then at the end, they're like, that was you? I'm like, <laughs> yep. yeah. So that was one of the reasons why I think I really, like, I stuck with it so long. And I remember like my mentor, he just was like, you're always switching different hats because you want to either make money or because you're passionate or you're defeated. And with this, it was like, I stuck with it and I was proud of myself. And now it's time to, you know, you know, stick with it, but make the other lanes for yourself once you succeeded at something. So yeah, that was kind of my story with like, I, it was that first hundred dollars. I was like, ching. Okay, and then when I got my first thousand, I was like, "Oh, y'all bitches can't tell me nothing <laughs> around here." <laughs> tell me a little bit about being a female DJ. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now it's more common, but I actually do remember when there was like there were like barely any female DJs. Mm -hmm. How was it being a female in the game? What it's like? It's. I mean, I think I don't really worry about too much about how what other djs are doing i feel like people are gonna gravitate to you regardless if you're true to yourself i don't know i just do it for fun if people are feeling my vibe and and i'm feeling their energy too because there's like a there's a, also an exchange that goes on so so if people um feel it then i guess you know that's when when people start coming to your parties and checking checking things out it's a good feeling have either of you ever felt underestimated because you're women Yes and no, because it could it can go. It's a it could be an advantage and it could be a disadvantage because, um, especially Sony probably can feel it more because like when you are around a lot of DJs who are like in the clubs all the time, it is a boys club, you know. So like when you're around them and they're like, because sometimes they could be very supportive. At one time, men were very supportive of female DJs, and then it took a turn because they started realizing that women were really making a lot more than the local DJs. So 
it was like, unless you were a producer, which is way different, like a Calvin Harris or something like that, you know, we were getting these checks because all the brands wanted the female DJs. So if you weren't doing the brands before that, then it was like, oh, wait a second, hold on. So when I, I saw when it took a turn, at first it was like, you can, you know, go up to, a, you know, a big DJ and say, hey, can I open up for you? And they'll be like, hell yeah, sure. You know, I'll teach you a thing or two, probably try to sleep with you, mm-hmm. hold on the topic. And then you're like, okay. And then it was like, nah, uh-uh, I ain't teaching no, I'm not teaching no one else. You got to learn your way. So the disadvantage was like, guys would, you know, they try to keep their circle tight even before you got there. And then the advantage was like, you know, maybe you were given a chance because like a brand wanted a female DJ and then decided to decide if you were good or not, which is a whole other topic that, you know, came into place. And there was a decline. There was a shift in female DJs. And I don't know if Sony, you can agree with me. And then there was a decline because the mm-hmm. equipment was too much money. It was too crazy to carry all that equipment. So and this, I can even go on record and say some shady shit. It's like a lot of people who had um, either a partnership with someone, whether a guy or a girl, to help them really did succeed a little bit more because you physically needed help. You could not do yeah. a lot of these events alone. You needed a car, you needed the resources to park, even if, or you had to, if you wanted to do it for the clout and for, you know, say you did a $250 gig, but it gave you exposure, half the time you still needed to bring equipment. You still needed to do all that stuff. So it was it was really hard. I remember going to gigs with, you know, having to do my makeup in the bathroom and coming with sneakers and like looking a hot mess because you were trying to set up this gig. It was really hard in the beginning. I won't lie to you. And, the, and you know, and you needed help. But now you get a laptop. These brands will pay for your equipment. And you can show up and you can do good or bad. <laughs> See, you know? to purists, it's though, you can't. It's about social media. To, pur- to, to purists, you can't. Like, there are some people that just care yeah. whether they have a, something that looks good behind the decks, you know, or someone that is popular yeah. or a celebrity. Meanwhile, they play like, you know, they don't, they, they play. Yeah, it's background terrible. noise most of the time <laughs> anyway, so... It's like, okay, if it's background noise, then we'll pay you hundreds of thousand dollars for your likeness. And I think that the whole DJ world now is about likeness. And I'm very excited about the only excitement I have to say about what's going on right now during the current climate is that a lot of DJs are getting mm-hmm. more exposed. You know, like, okay, I'm going to see you DJ when you're virtual and you suck. Or, you know what, you're a little like slow and you're not put together or you don't have energy and or you're a little boring. You can now you can see. I did a virtual gig yesterday, and I was so freaking tired and sweating. I'm like, I'm in my house. Why? Why is this happening? Because now I have to talk to you. I have to make sure my levels are good. I have to say, how you doing out there? What are you drinking? I'm. A, I have to give you more of me than just being in a booth. And yeah, being there's like, got to be hey, interaction <laughs> because it's not like you know everybody's at home right now. So that interact that interaction right. is really important when you're shouting people out that are in the room, you know, or talking to them and mm-hmm. and and it becomes a thing where yeah, of course, when you're in a club it's different. It's everybody's mangling once and one, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Bodyguard. <laughs> 
The reason why I asked that question is because I saw a celebrity DJ one time. It was a guy at a hotel in New York. I don't want to call him out because it was so bad. And I love this person's music as a musician, but as a DJ, mm -hmm. I was like, this is the most boring, terrible thing I've ever heard. You know what? I, 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 I can attest. And the reality of it is it's a different, everybody's different, you know? So that particular person, I think I may have been with you, and I asked a very, very, very high up person in the industry, in music and TV. I said, I said, don't you think this is a little boring? I said it, and you know I'm a Sagittarius, I speak my mind. And he said, you know what? He's he's just not for you. He's for me. I like to. Yes, I he's know like, who I this like is. To, he's like <laughs> I, I. He's like I like to hear this person because. Musically and sonically, he takes me on different things or she takes me on different things, you know? And then I, I respected that from there. I was like, and that's where you have to, and what Sony said earlier is about the lane for yourself. Like now, you know what? Make a lane because maybe you are the sleepy music. One of my favorite mixes I put out is Electric Love. It is like slow and sexy. And I love listening to that. But can I play that all the time? No, but some people have a lane that just play stuff you know like some slow stuff or r&b or yeah it just felt like that person was there for their name and not for their actual talent as a dj oh yeah i remember it was like two thousand people in the room and everyone was just looking around like we want to swag surf <laughs> ouch yeah it seemed like everyone started doing that. yeah the money changed and yeah. it's definitely saturated yeah the money definitely changed those were some good times when and even a photo I posted today, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that check. I remember getting there. I remember feeling important and appreciated. And now I'm like, you know, not saying that things have like declined per se, because you still have some really great gigs and some really great clients. But now you have to work a little bit harder, have a little bit more tenacity. And you can't, you can't take no for an answer. And you just have to, it, you know, if you build something, people will come. And that's the thing that, like, what sets people apart. Like, Sony has a, a few events, you know. And when she, you know, decides she doesn't want to go to that event, she builds another one. And I think it's important, too. It's so, it seems like you guys both throw your own events as well. And having a hand in putting together your own stuff instead of waiting for someone to bring someone something to you. That's so important. I feel like um, I feel like that's part of survival and it's also part of staying in tune with your own creativity as well, because there's times where you'll get hired a DJ and it'll and it won't you won't necessarily be playing stuff that you enjoy at the moment. So you're playing for the masses and that is that is part of the job to play for the crowd but at the same time you want to be able to play for yourself so when I create these parties not only am I feeding my own soul <laughs> through through playing music that I genuinely love no no rules you know but I'm also giving a platform to other DJs as well so for me it's very important to bring other DJs that I particularly enjoy that and giving them opportunity to play with me and have fun Mm-hmm, for sure. So let's talk about DJing in the time of social distancing. You mentioned that DJs are able to get more exposure. Literally everybody's on live. There's no stories anymore. It's just everyone's online. Well, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because I've come across a lot of really dope 
DJs that you, mm -hmm. you know, like there's times where I don't necessarily have time to go and check them out and, and I don't get mm -hmm. an opportunity to hear them. Not only that, but they're in their own environment. So like I said before, there's no rules. So you're in your house and you could really play and go wherever you want. You could play the slow stuff and put beautiful people to sleep or have people making babies or <laughs> everybody is home mm -hmm. and, and, um, or, you know, you could rage. <laughs> it could be, it could be, you know, however you, how, whatever you want, whatever mood you're in. Right. And I think that's dope because it's showing a lot of versatility. And like Crystal said, it's putting people on blast, but also showing people's talent. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys experiencing right now? I used to be a freelancer, mm -hmm. so I know how hard it is to have a job that depends on physically being present. How is it not being able to book a physical gig? Or is it a new day because they're all virtual gigs? I mean, it's tough. It's not easy. I can't wait for it to, I, I can't, putting aside the fact that, you know, of the reality of the situation and why we are where we are, which is already terrible. But um, I I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't mind, like the being indoors doesn't bother me. It hasn't bothered me yet because I'm somewhat of an introvert. And when I need to get things done, sometimes I have to shut down and just stay home and, and, and shut a lot of, of, of social activity out of my world for me to get certain things done because I'm constantly on the go. I'm so used to my day being filled with 20 million things to do. My day being too, you know, it's not, not long enough for me to ever get as much done as I want. <laughs> I'm never satisfied. Have you been doing many lives or virtual gigs? Cause this is my own overall assessment, but it feels like this is the time that we all need to slow down. Mm -hmm. Like we live in such a hustler world and I don't know if this is gonna be a new normal. Cause when people first started saying, we're gonna have a virtual party, I was like, a virtual party? Mm -hmm. How's that gonna work? It's actually hella fun. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about those kind of things? Well, um, it's very interesting um, to go from, you know, I'm a person who, you know, we, we have to work to eat. And that's unfortunate when you have everything go against you. And even what I talk about in my podcast is like, I'm a big person on mental health. The first couple of days, I was just like, I just felt so worthless and so like depressed because I'm like, how can I afford to live? How can I keep this fabulous apartment? You know, I'm going on to the, tan the tangible things. How can I live? Am I going to have to move back with my mom? Going to have to move back in? You know, like, where, where, what am I going to do? And then it hit me, you know, my, you know, my, my guy's like, everybody's going through this. Mm -hmm. It's everybody, you know, like, this is what is happening. It doesn't matter. Like, you need to just, like, it's not even about you at this moment. And then I was like, oh, okay, because I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be the only person who won't pay rent. I'm going to be the only person who won't pay T-Mobile. And then it's like, once you realize, like, this is the new norm at the moment, it was like, okay, well, guess no one's going to get this right. And I'll hit my landlord and I say, listen, you know, are you making payment arrangements? He's like, I can't even get back to people in time enough to say what to do about your rent right now. All I know is I'm not, you don't have to pay late fees. That brought us, that brought a sense of like, uh, calmness, but then, um, the whole IG live thing being super saturated. I was like, oh my gosh. And I created something called 
quarantine fest. And I wish I put a little bit more marketing dollars behind it and more like eyes on it and really like showed the passion because it was really, I just put together daily activities for people. I put up a mix. I put up uh, the podcast I do. I put up a workout. I got a, a person to do a workout. Then I did a cooking challenge and now they're everywhere. And it's like, And, and I okay, noticed you were like this, one, of the, one of the first people I seen to do something like that. You know, like, yeah, everyone yeah. was going live, but how many people were bringing other, co collectively, do like, bringing it together, like you said, mental, like, health, music, everything, right. all in one. Um, which goes to show, like, you have to keep doing something. I am going to bring it back, but, um, you know, I had a little bit of, like, dang, what, we you know, what, why did this happen to me? But then I got my first virtual booking and, you know, got paid for it, and I was like, oh, shoot. Wait, you guys are going to pay me for this? <laughs> this is kind of cool. So that was nice, but it does bring, to be honestly fair, it had a lot more. It just was, I won't say more work. I'll say just different. Like I was sweating more. I was, you know, interacting. It's like, it's three different things going at you. And honestly, you have to have so much technology behind mm -hmm. you. Even doing this call right now, our internet has to be so strong you know, from, you know, the different angles, like my AirPod just came out. So hoping the audio just went out on this one, you know, like you have to have so many different, you can't have one computer. You have to have two if you want to be on zoom and then be DJ. Okay. Yeah. It's, you have to be so prepared for this. And that's the only thing that scares me is like, like even today, before we got in a call, I'm freaked out that I can't do a better live streaming audio because I bought the wrong piece of equipment. Now I have to keep going through all these trial and errors to get there. Will we get there? Great. You know, I, I hope to make lots more money. I had another proposal uh, RFP for uh, a big liquor brand, and I'm like, wow, this is great. Now, am I booking them? There's so many people that are like, me, 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 and then it goes back to, do they have followers? They go and they check your stats and your engagement and all of that. So um, it's not really even about, it goes back to the same thing that we were hoping to get away from, Yeah. you know? So... Um, it's good. I would say, um, when you do book some of these events, but you have to build, you have to keep being creative. And now we're on like week three here in New York city. And I know I'm beating myself up cause I'm like, you need to keep building and every day creating. And, you know, I'm really talking more about like reaching out to people and connecting with people the way you know how to during these time frame, whether it's through music or whether it's through your other, you know, lanes that you create for yourself. So yeah, it's different. Hopefully there'll be some money because, you know, we gotta be on the whole show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're all hurting and, and, and I think that, um, like, I'm not going to front. Uh, I, like, I have my, my Friday event that I normally do in the city. Now I'm doing it online. And we turned that into, so the name of the party is called Dreamland, and we turned it into Dreamland Cares. So uh, because we um, we kind of want to shed light on the people that are helping as well. So there are, there are listeners that want to help because they can financially afford to help the, mm -hmm. this situation, you, you know, 
however they can. And then there's other people that need the help. So we want to educate people on where they can go if they're having a hard uh, time putting a meal on the table for their family. And then there's the people that want to tip the DJ, which we are more than happy to accept those tips because we are yeah. getting it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Tip the DJ. That's super important. I don't think people realize that they should be doing that or that they can do that. Like, this is this person's livelihood. So, yeah, that's super important. Another thing I was thinking about was, like, staying clever and diligent right now. Not burning yourself out, but finding new ways to create. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Sony, I know you're a singer. Are you making new music? Are you getting those creative juices flowing during this time? And Crystal, I know that you do everything. I mean, I feel like Crystal's working out. She's singing. She's dancing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you that. I, I've been working out a lot more. You'd be so proud of me, Crystal. I've been working oh my, gosh. my ass off. I'm working out every I day. I have not worked out in two days, and I feel like I'm about to die. But also, like, my fiancé, he is just like, uh, you can't go outside because it's not safe out there. I'm like, what? what? Like, I can't go to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I get it because, like, he just wants my safety and mine. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to work out. I'll need to do yoga. And that goes back to like, you have to schedule your time. I've been talking about this and I'm actually working on like a calendar or some templates for people. What I have found for me, I have done Monday through Friday, what I'm going to eat. And I put the cardio or what fitness I'm going to do underneath it. Whether I do it or not, I've already mapped it out. Wow, that's extreme. The food too? Whoa. Yeah. yeah, Monday through Friday, I would show you guys right. it's on, you know, and sometimes I go a little bit off, but it helps me one to not snack, even though I'm not a snacker, it's the only vice I don't have, you know, like, it's like, I can go and I'm like, okay, or I prepare something that I can make for three days, or like, I already know exactly, okay, today's no meat, so we're going to eat these Beyond Burgers, or, you know, so it's very like, you know, thought out, but also I'm trying to throw goals on it, so whether it's to focus on the podcast or just to reach out to people and just say hi, or I'll create a hit list of people that I'm like, you know what, let me reach out to these people, 10 people. And I think you feel good in some sense of like um, accomplishment when you can just cross it off and just say, you know what, I did do my podcast sales sheet. I did create a mix. I did think about, or even when I'm like working out, I come up with the most crazy ideas, whether it's like, Oh, oh, okay. And then I'll like, you run it by people who love to listen to my ideas. Most important. That's, that's the key. If I can give anyone words of advice, when you have an idea, throw it to people, not the yes men, not the yet, but people like that will help cultivate your ideas and make you grow and also have a sense of accountability. That's what's important too. These are the times where we need to have a person, you know, Sony and I, she said, you know what? I want to make sure I call you every day whether it's text or something, that's important. Even though we live with people, it's just very different. We need to make sure that we can, you know, have these ideas and say, you know what, that's a good idea. Or, you know what, her and I just get on, we've done fitness event. We jump on uh, a live together and we just do a, you know, I lead a fitness video. We do it together. Who knows? We always are. We need to think about these things and make sure you are talking to people who are going to cultivate your ideas, who are going to say, you know what, you know, you bought the wrong uh, piece for your DJ set. This is the right one, <laughs> yeah. you know, opposed to like, shit, 
some people I, I don't want to sit down and figure well, you it know out what? All there's the some people that don't even like to share their knowledge there's some people that are like well yeah, I'm, true. I, like i like i i think that me and you are different so it's like if 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 yeah. you if i see that there's um something that i know that you might not necessarily know i'm gonna i'm gonna fill you in you know, oh, okay, so this software is working for me. Maybe you should try it. Maybe it'll be compatible with, you know, your equipment and you and you can try it out mm-hmm. and see if it works. Yeah. It seems like now more than ever, collaboration is so important. Most mm-hmm. of the time it's like competition. I sometimes feel like it, feel like this in the podcast world, that it's a competition, but collaboration feels so important right now, especially because everyone is going through the same thing on some level. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have any collaborations coming up that you're excited about? Well, for me, um, I'm going to be doing every Thursday with actually a fellow bison. Um, she has an organization called Walker's Legacy. So that was my first virtual event booking that's going to be out throughout the month. So every Thursday, I'll be doing a live set there and hopefully it gets tighter as far as the technology is concerned. And I'm just going to bring back quarantine fest and reaching out to people to collab on. Hopefully Sony will want to collab on something with me. And, you know, so one of the things I would say too, is we are home and we have the time and space, but you know what, when you actually are granted with something, what are you going to do with it? If I gave you $10,000, remember last month, if I said, you gave me $10,000, I would make you $20,000. So now I give you $10,000. What are you going to do with it? Look at it and be like, oh, let me just pay my rent. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now, we, now is the moment where we have these opportunities. And I know I'm beating myself up daily because I'm like, now is the time to be a little bit more organized. Do your taxes. I know I need I to do them, them things. <laughs> Oh, I already did my taxes back in like February. <laughs> oh, well, you, see, you're ahead of the game. Crystal, you're making a point that it's like now you have the time to get to that book. You haven't read that you is collecting dust on your shelf or that you haven't mm-hmm. or that you haven't downloaded yet. You know, different things like that that you haven't. I have a stack of records that I'm physically looking at right now <laughs> mm-hmm. that I haven't gone through yet. <laughs> but mm-hmm. now that I'm home, mm-hmm. now I could and now I could sift through them and see if I could come up with um you know uh, some samples that I can mm-hmm. start being creative and and create new music and songwrite, you know take it somewhere else because I haven't been there in a while as far as songwriting or anything I, I I really haven't. Oh me too. We should do that. Let's sit down and play around with that. I know I was just thinking about some old songs. I just wanted to. Go on maybe live or just go on uh, Instagram and just sing, like just old stuff, like going through the archives of something it just goes back to life. If anyone needs, you know, some motivation is like maybe you only have 100 Instagram followers now. And you think that that gives you some level of pride. But honestly, if you keep doing something and you are committed and passionate about it, people will be on whether it's the weirdest thing ever, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you guys think you'll be doing any tutorials or anything on IG Live? You started to do something, right? Uh, I did, and I had a bad day, and I canceled it. I feel bad. Uh, I, I did a... Uh, uh, I just felt like I wasn't really prepared. Um, and it was a how to DJ, because I feel like this is the time. Learn how to DJ, you know? And so I am going to... When I bring back the quarantine fest, um, I guess I'll bring it back Monday. Um, when I do it, I'm like, you know what? You need to sign up for this webinar because it's the time to learn. You can get a piece of equipment for $250 and just literally learn how to DJ. And then if you want one-on-one sessions, then you can hire me for that, you know? And that's a way for me to bring income. And also, like, 
before at one point, I'm like, I'm not teaching you how to DJ. Of course, I have a mentee already and she's great. And now you know, I can't teach her, but I'm willing to to share it. You know, I just love music. I work in the music industry in a whole, not just DJing anymore, you know. So I want to share my wealth of knowledge because I truly believe in my heart that you will not get far unless you help other mm-hmm. people, unless you share the knowledge that you have learned. And even the most successful people, billionaires have said that, like someone helped them and gave them like, you know, keys of knowledge. And then you have to do the same. That's the only way, like sometimes it's just the karma credit I want. I don't even want the money half the time. I'll say I bring it to the karma, the karma bank, because right now we can use a lot of fucking oh, karma, yeah. you know, <laughs> some good, some good stuff. Golden. Shit, the world <laughs> could use it right now. Right. Listen, it really can. (laughs) So I want to talk about travel a little bit because we're originally a travel podcast. Mm -hmm. And even though we can't travel right now, I know you have done some traveling for work around the world. What are some of your favorite trips or travel memories that you're channeling right now? Sony, this is a good time to plug the fact that we may or may not be going to Puerto Rico. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, we're going. Well, you can can explain that because I've been talking a lot. Let's let's. You know, keep a positive outlook. Yeah. We do have some time. It is in June. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll make it to Puerto Rico for Puerto Rocksteady. We're both booked and on the build, a DJ. That's a second home for me since that's, you know, those are my roots. But as far as travel, I mean, yeah, no, it sucks. Not being able to travel, I've had to cancel a few trips in between. Like I was supposed to do Miami for for Miami Music Week, and I had a bunch of gigs lined up that obviously didn't happen. Um, fondest memories. Uh, well, recently I just did the um, recently meaning like last year. Uh, <laughs> Barcelona. I was in Barcelona for the. Primavera Sound Festival, where I was able to perform. So I didn't DJ, but I sang. And that, and I haven't done that in a really long time, and that was incredible. So the lineup, that's, that's actually one of the largest festivals in Europe. So the lineup went something like Eric Badu, um, Rosalia, uh, J Balvin, Lizzo, um, Evie Queen... Uh, Solange, there was so, and, and then a ton of artists that I've never even heard of, but it was amazing. There were like seven stages. So that, that was really fun. And I have been to Japan. I've DJed in Japan. I've DJed in Italy. I've DJed in, I don't know, just a lot of places. Like everywhere I've been is so unique and the people are so different and the energy is so different. And it's fun every time, you know, you, it, especially not knowing what you're walking into. It, and then you walk into something that is like, oh, yes, <laughs> the energy's amazing. Yeah, that's a good feeling. That's a good it's, feeling. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. You mm-hmm. know, I think I forget sometimes where I've been because I'm like, where have I traveled? I would say I would go with like the most recent ones that are like interesting and exciting. And for me, the ones that I remember most always have to do with like either a landmark or something visual. So for me, uh, DJing in front of the pyramids in Egypt is like, what? That's and amazing. it's like my birthday. I'm like, look at God. I must have done <laughs> something good today, you know? And um, those moments are like, wow, when am I going to be in front of the pyramids, DJ? And then being in Croatia. Now, if you guys have followed me on Instagram or know me as a friend, I had no luggage for most of the trip. It doesn't matter. You look I, good. The first... <laughs> 
think she did. I was like, did she wear a bikini on the plane? Because I was like, I'm not going to put it past her. Yeah. Oh, that's happened. That's happened to me before where for an entire week I was on tour. No, not the bikini part, but for an entire. (laughs) I was like, oh, tell us more. You had a bikini on the plane. Bitch, you're a savage. But for for an entire (laughs) week. um, So we got to Switzerland in Switzerland. I had my things from Switzerland. We were going to Spain and then from Spain to Dubai. So we had gigs in Spain and gigs in Dubai. When we got to Spain, my luggage, everybody else's luggage was fine. Uh, My luggage was nowhere to be seen. I'm like, what? You know, that could get pricey too, buying stuff that you need on the road Mm -hmm. from a toothbrush to like, Mm -hmm. you know, undergarments to like things that us women need to close. (laughs) I'm assuming that you carry your equipment on with you, right? So you know your equipment won't go missing if you're going for a gig. Yeah, we never check a laptop or anything. never. Mm -hmm. Or even a piece of, uh, you know, anything that you need to DJ. I've left stuff on the plane, though. Like, if I take it out of my bag, I've left sunglasses. I've left a lot of, like, the little different things. But, yeah, no, I've never I've never lost my computer. Thank the you Lord. Know. Gosh. Can I ask you guys a question? Because I feel like I will never experience this. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to move a crowd in another country? I mean, overall, it's um, music is universal. It moves people, whether they understand what they're listening to or not. Either they like what they hear or they don't. It's funny when you see people that don't speak English at all, and then they know every word for word to lyrics, and they're like, and you're like, I don't even know that many. Or, or you can tell that they're lip syncing, and they don't really know, and then the mouth is like moving in a different direction than the words are supposed to make your mouth move. It, it feels good. Of course, it's rewarding. It's, it's funny. It's funny, and it's cool. I love it. Well, listen, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. You can find Sony on every platform at Sony with an I, S-O-N-I-W-I-T-H-A-N-E-Y-E. Yeah. And you can find DJ C. Devone at DJ C. Devone, DJ C-D-E-V-O-N-E on all platforms. And I'll put those links to follow on the podcast page in SoundCloud and on She Goes. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. (laughs) Bye.